This is Colossus, and you are listening to The High Regard Show. The High Regard Show. It's... Wild card, bitches! Check out The High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is the High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, it don't get better than that. No, sir, it doesn't. Sit now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, like, it always captures me being a bitch. It doesn't ever capture, you know, the bullshit that I have to deal with on the when record isn't hit. Like, I should hit record on some of your friggin' shit sometime. Maybe my shit is just so stealth and smooth is that it, it doesn't wouldn't get picked up by a microphone anyway. Wouldn't even matter. <laughs> but you know what would get picked up by a microphone? What, Tom? A greeting to our audience. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, the Bickersons are here. <laughs> we have arrived on scene. Yes, here we go again. Another uh, trying week for the what? Showrunners. I guess so. Yeah. There's really, we have showrunners? Yeah, us. Oh, I thought we had like somebody legitimate because I was like going, I don't know. Is it a ghost? <laughs> because sometimes when we're joking around and stuff like that, you'll be him, him. and I'll be him. him. And I'm like, man, you can't catch up today. And then other times it's like you just shoot ahead. So I'm just wondering who's working this shift? I think I am because I think you're going to be a turd. Like, mm. We're on the first two previous mm. recordings of this week's show. Yeah, and we made it pretty much the same length as we did for all three <laughs> of them, which is anywhere between a minute and a half to three minutes. And then, you know, we start over from there because this is just how this week goes. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's the... all about rolled roadblocks. What we... Rolled roll, roll gold. All right, whatever. <laughs> Have at it. So, um, listen, before this really gets insane, do you want to get into a You Heard... I would love to. Well, then, by all means. You heard? Okay. So this week's so you heard, <laughs> this week's you heard comes to us from the Dunkin' Donuts at Fulton Center in the Financial District, and this was a conversation I overheard a young man having on the phone with what I presume is his lover mm-hmm. at four forty five in the morning. Your mother doesn't control your life. You want to go out? Go. My mother will babysit the baby. Oh, yeah. you know what? This is now the second time I've heard this, and it took on a totally new meaning for me than the first time around. Well, what does this what does this feeling tell you now? This feeling is basically <laughs> this guy is like out while his woman is at home with the kid mm-hmm. and his mother, 
And she, her mother, her mother, he just got called out by her, and he's like, and she I don't was screaming out. like I could hear her through his mm. earphones. See, I thought of it as a nice way the first time around. Like I was thinking like of he it was as like, like he was like, "Look, man, you want to go out? Go out." Like her friends might have been out or something. Yeah. But now I'm reading into it as something a little bit darker. Because it was four forty-five in the morning. Yeah, and that's what gave and it he away. Was so I was like, four forty-five in the morning. This guy's had a rough night, man. He was trying to sober up. Oof! It ain't gonna work, man. This mm-hmm. guy's doomed. He's doomed. We're doomed. All right. So that's the switch you heard. You need to turn up the energy. I feel like I have the energy cranked up. When I walked in the door, I was all sorts of amped. And like the first thing you do is like, you better calm down. We got to record tonight. What am I supposed to do? I got the energy, man. Okay, all of a sudden, because before you were just like. It was, I'm telling you, draining. I'm hitting these like peaks and valleys. This week has been nuts already. I know. It's nutso. It's absolutely insane. It's like the TV show, Too Many Cooks, literally right now. You've got like the whole, you've got the cooks and like the sous chefs and like the dishwashers. You've got like the whole goddamn kitchen in there now. I have the janitor walking out with a plunger wanting to be a cook now. <laughs> this is what's happening. I think Seriously. I can do this. <laughs> yeah, like literally. Well, it must not be that hard. The whole room is filled with people. All right. So this is the way this week has been. I'm tr- purposely trying to amp it down. So that I can keep pace so people will be like, what is this Mexican radio station that has taken over the High Regard show? What are you talking about? Because do you ever hear like Mexican radio yes, by Wall Street? And then, no, the song, Mexican oh. radio. <laughs> Mexican radio. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And then they have like that. Blah, 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 blah. Who I sings feel... it? Wall of Voodoo. Who? Wall of Voodoo. Go ahead, look it up, and I'll explain the rest to you. So they have this part where they like you hear the Mexican radio in the background, which alluded to my joke of if I talk that fast, it's going to sound like Mexican radio from Wall of Voodoo. Okay, I only know. So the I'm part trying that goes to slow Mexican it down. Then you're saying you're not, you're going too slow. You got to speed. Well, up. you know that there's no pleasing me. But there's no middle. It's either I got to be slow or I got to be fast. <laughs> There's no middle. My middle's broken. I'm sorry. And tomorrow, if they come shooting up, maybe both my middle fingers will be broken, too. Let's see who's fast enough to get to me. So, highlight of our week, now that you made that sound, because I've been making that sound for the whole week up to this point. You've been making it for two weeks, to be honest. Then that's an even longer time to prove my point. Just walking you have around. No concept of time. <laughs> you have no concept of time. I don't want to know. All right. Okay. So walking around my finger guns, just going pretending that you're John Wick. Especially when I'm walking through the subway station, just like pew pew pew. Yeah, totally. John Wick two, highlight of the year as far as movies go. It's the only movie that we've seen this year. All the other movies suck. <laughs> Don't even bother. That La La Land, overrated. Psst. Was that even 2017? 
Oh, was that 2016? It well, might have been 2016. 16, yeah, it's that's like last year. No one cares. So. Oh, whatever, man. That All don't right, make it okay. good. Okay, I was just pulling it out. All right, just saying. So, lucky for you people out there, we have a guest to like <laughs> get you away from the, whatever this is. All right. Well, that is what it's going to do. So, Nikki, please. Yes, this week's guest is Jamie Edersky, whose show Cry Baby, My Reluctant Journey into Motherhood, is premiering at the Pit on February 24th at 7 p.m. And it's gonna that's going to be the first of a four-show run um, through the end of March at Pitt, um, the People's Improv Theater um, at 123 East 24th Street in New York. And she basically, in this show, she covers... Just all the misconceptions that she was always told about motherhood. And it's actually really, really refreshing, to be honest with you. Because, like, women have this, you know, basic, like, we have this, like, target on our back that says, like, you have to be a mother. And that you, like, you exist solely to have children. And once you have children, you can't, like, they're your world and you can't be you and all these things. And Jen, or Jamie pretty much says, like, that's a crock of bullshit. And, you know, it's all about the lies that she was told as, you know, before she became a mom. And, you know, she loves her kid. She, like, she has an adorable son. But it's like, she's not going to lose her identity just because she's a mom. Like, so many people that you see, like, in the interview, you hear us talk about a little, a little bit about Instagram. We're like, because... Everybody, like, all these moms with these kids are like, oh, my God, my life is perfect. My life is perfect. Because you're not showing the chaos behind the couch that, like, you're hiding out of frame. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get to the interview with Jamie Adursky so we can hear what she has to say about Crybaby, my reluctant journey into motherhood. Roll that bean footage. Okay, well, thanks so much for speaking to the High Regard Show today, Jamie. We're really excited to have you on the show. Yes, thanks for having me. So you're going to launch your four-show run of Cry Baby, My Reluctant Journey into Motherhood at the People's Improv Theater uh, next week on February 24th. Can you tell me a little bit about, you know, where your idea from the show came about, aside from motherhood, obviously? Um, well, so, I don't know if you know this, but the first uh, few months of having a baby for the first time, uh, it's insane, and you don't sleep. Uh, so I was not sleeping for the uh, first two months that that he was here on Earth, my <laughs> wonderful son. And I uh, was going to put comedy and writing and everything on hold for a little bit just so I could kind of get my bearings and, um, uh, you know, uh, not be an insane person. Sure. And one night I uh, woke up, as I wake up every two hours to take care of him, or I was, and uh, I just had this idea, and the first thing I had was the title, uh, Cry Baby, My Reluctant Journey into Motherhood. And I'm like, I wonder what that's about. So I grabbed a, a notebook next to my bed and a pen. And I just started writing. And, uh, you know, like an hour and a half later, I had a, a good chunk of the show. So I was like, all right, I guess I need to do this show now. Um, so I, I feel like it came to me in the stupor of... Uh, new motherhood and exhaustion and um, just really being beaten down sure. by uh, <laughs> the whole baby process. <laughs> and how old is your son now? 
Uh, he will be 11 months uh, on the 29th. Oh, wow. okay. All right. All right. So you're still kind of getting your bearings, I guess, as he's going through all of yeah. his changes. You know, it's, uh, it's still tough, but it's nothing like those first few months. Sure. Uh, which is a lot of what my show is about because, you know, I have friends with kids. Uh, my mother has kids, <laughs> obviously. Um, no one told me these things that I talk about in my show, what happens to your body, your mind, your relationship. Right. It's um, extremely intense. And, uh, yeah, I was just, I was, you know, I really had the wind knocked out of me and uh, was angry. I was mad as hell because no one told me any of this. <laughs> so I think that's also the inspiration for the show is just people need to be warned. Whether <laughs> or not you even want to have a kid. Uh, this is like a PSA. Uh, yeah, people need to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a stepmom, so I got my kids when they were 10 and 13, so I feel very, very lucky that I missed, like, those <laughs> tiny kid years, so I'm very happy about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and, and so many um, women, you know, see on Instagram and, and all that, like, oh, it's such a, my bundle of joy, like, I finally know what love is, Uh <laughs> And and I just think it's kind of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe not. Maybe it's just me. But, you know, after the first time I did the show, I feel like a lot of people connected with what I had to say about it. So I right. think there's, um, you know, kind of a, an idea that mothers and new mothers and fathers have to put it out there that they are so in love with their baby. Sure, and that, yeah. You know, um, they, they finally know what love is and, and all of these things that you feel obligated to say. Uh, because it is so special to have a child, and so many people want to have a child that can, and I understand all sure. of that. Um, but it is uh, horrific, <laughs> and that's a big part of it, too. Right, uh, right. And a lot of what I talk about in my show, it, it ends up good, but it's a horror show slash comedy show. No, I think it's important that, you know, especially new moms, you know, that they know that it's not always going to be Instagram-worthy, because, like, society puts, like, that kind of weight on our backs that like you're a woman you have to be this this is like motherhood is the greatest thing that's ever going to happen to you and it's yeah. like you know it, exactly. it, it's not always like um, that and I went into it not ever knowing if I wanted to be a mother mm-hmm. uh, which is like, my reluctant journey uh, <laughs> so I was never someone that was uh, you know feeling like I had to have sure um, but then it just happened uh, and, and it's great in so many ways which I also talk about but I think it's just the idea that, yeah, as women, we're supposed to want to have kids and then have them and be 100% fulfilled and, and, you know, and be so grateful to have them and and not reflect on the fact that our lives have changed in a way and, and find a way to still live our lives as we want to with this, you know, new... Uh, addition to our family because it is possible it's difficult right um but it is possible and i think um you know having a baby i I hate to say it's an excuse for people not to do continue (laughs) to do the work or whatever they want to do but i think in a way it can be a crutch because i can easily see myself uh you know spending 24 7 with my baby and deciding not to pursue certain things right um but i think you also have to push yourself in a way. And I think, you know, it's also great to have, you know, uh, solid friends and, and family and a, and a partner in your life who does push you to continue to pursue the things you want to pursue in life, whether it's something in the arts or, or anything. Really. Right. Um, 
you know, we're, we're full people. We're not just baby-making machines. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, we need to honor that. Right, And, and absolutely. be around people that, that will honor that as well um, and, and push us to continue to be our best selves and not just feel like we have to just be at home with the baby. Right. And, you know, feel this guilt and, uh, yeah. So I, I think it makes you a better person when you can have a full life with a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I talk about is my mom didn't have a job. She stayed home with us. Um, and, and our world was very small right. for that reason. And I don't want that for my son. I don't want that for myself. So that's why right. I'm <laughs> And, you know, I, I want him to experience all of that. Now, you mentioned, you know, some of the things that you're going to be talking about, like, you know, what what a baby does to your body, mind, relationships, and I'm sure, you know, there's countless other things, but was there anything that you kept off limits from the show? Um, no. There really isn't. I mean, I, before I had this baby, I um, am a very private person. Mm-hmm. I don't like to, like, I'm not a big Facebook person. I don't like to you know, talk about myself really. Right. Uh, I'm a pretty private person, but after I had the baby, um, it changed me in that way where I don't have the energy <laughs> to like keep up a facade. Right. Um, so I, I think that definitely comes across in the show. I mean, I had a horrible anxiety problem after having him and, mm-hmm. and I talk about that in the show and depression, you know, postpartum depression, um, which are not things that I would normally discuss with people, let alone an audience. Right. Um, yeah, I think, and especially the body stuff, it's, uh, I, I reference my butthole more than I like to. Yeah. So it's, it's not, um, the old Jamie would, would not talk about these things. That's for sure. The new, the new Jamie do- doesn't care. <laughs> and just needs you to know. The need for people to know this information is so great that I'm willing to sacrifice my own comfort. And I think you'll be uh, thanked for that. Let it be known. Um, yeah. So what was the biggest lie that you were told about motherhood that, you know, when you realized that it was a lie yourself? Like, what what was yeah. that, like, one big thing? Um, I think really that lie, um, the, the, the thing that hit me was that, you know, when, when I first had him, I, I didn't immediately fall in love with him. Right. And I think that's something that you always, you know, see, you, you see on Facebook and Instagram, and you, um, you know, talking to friends, like, oh he's the love of my life. We're so happy. You know, right. like people talking about like their new family, how happy they are that first day after they've given birth, which I think is total bullshit because that, that those first um, moments when you're a parent, it, it's like an out of body experience. Right. Like your entire body is destroyed. You don't know what you're doing. Um, you're so tired. It's the most tired I've ever been in my <laughs> life. I mean, after 21 hours of labor, and now it's like, okay, now, here's a baby. Don't you love him? I'm like, I, I don't, you know, like, I feel like I need to take care of him. <laughs> Let me catch my breath. <laughs> an overwhelming, um, and like, I'm like, I have to take care of him. I don't care how I feel, because I w- was feeling not good and, like, right. depressed in a, in a way, but also, like, I need to take care of him. And it's amazing how strong 
uh, women are that they, the fact that I was able to separate my pain mm-hmm. from I need to take care of this baby and do the best job that I can. There was never a moment in my depression, anxiety, exhaustedness where I was like, I don't want him. Right, right. Um, you know, it was it was just this is oh my god, I'm this is my life now. This is horrible. I, I don't know if I love him. I I think I do, but I don't know him. Um. You know, and then I'm thinking like, well, everyone told me that I was going to know what love is as soon as I hold my baby <laughs> and, you know, look into my husband's eyes and we'll, you know, have this beautiful embrace. Uh, and, and no, I mean, there was a lot of yelling and screaming and <laughs> crying and insanity that went on uh, and bleeding and urinating myself. Right. And, uh, yeah, you know, babies just scream 24-7, and, and they don't give you much back. So it's hard, you know, and I, I don't think I'm alone in this. No. To admit I... the fact that I did not fall in love with him. Right. Instantly, you know, it just, it took a while. It's like a relationship. It, it had to grow. Um, and, of course, now it's like, I, you know, I totally get it. Like, I can't wait to see him right. every day. <clears throat> um yeah, he's such an, it's amazing. It's really just amazing, the journey of that. Like, I didn't start there, but but I'm there now. You right. Know? And I think people that say they start there, well, then where do you go from there? Right. I, I don't know if that's possible. And, you know, like, I don't believe in love and I love at first sight. I've never believed in that. I think it's bullshit. So maybe that kind of carried over to my, <laughs> my uh, giving birth experience and all that. But, um <laughs> Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. It totally does. And like, and in such an honest way, I mean, I do have, you know, like I said, like, I don't have kids of my own. I have stepkids and like my friends, like I, they're split. Like one is like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And I have a couple that are just like, this sucks. And I'm still like, yeah. my kids are like five and I'm still kind of trying to work through what the hell I'm doing, you know? So yeah. it's refreshing oh, I- when people yeah. are honest. So what's the most disgusting thing you've had to do as a mom so far? Uh, most disgusting. <laughs> um, I mean, there's just shit everywhere. <laughs> uh, uh, I clean up more shit off of things. And it's like that, that is true where like you're actually testing like, is this chocolate? Is this poop? <laughs> what, 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 uh, yeah, what, um, excrement is this excrement is this what is this and uh i'm just constantly covered in feces vomit um i'm trying to think like you know that's that that might be a little bit general i'm trying to think of like a specific example um that's i mean that's good i think that's good <laughs> yeah i mean and it's funny because sometimes you know i when i perform and and uh you know, go out at night to, to perform, I always look nice. Like, that's my, you know, I'm going to take some time. I'm going to look hot, as hot as I can, makeup, boom, <laughs> the whole thing. And people are like, you look so good for someone that's saying that they're exhausted. I'm like, listen, make, have you been to Sephora? Like, <laughs> they have some really good products. And when I'm home, I don't look like this. I'm wearing old sweatpants, no makeup. I look fucking terrible. I'm covered in you know, all kinds of goo, you know, but when I go out, I'm still me, you know, like I'm still vain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just not when I'm home. Sure. Um, 
Yeah, so it's all smoke and mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and I think a lot of us can say the same thing, to it's, be honest. Yeah, I mean, I never, I never was someone who at home was like walking around with makeup and like, yeah. you know, cute <laughs> leggings or something. So that's not changed, it, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it says, um, you know, and kind of getting uh, to your career, you know, you say on your, your website, you know, that comedy is your heart. When did you know that you were funny and that you should pursue a career in comedy because uh, you went to school yeah. for psychology, correct? I did. Okay. So that's, <laughs> that's a kind of a story. So I've been a performer my entire life. I've, uh, was a, a singer and a dancer and, and an actor. And I originally went to school for theater and then I left because I started working professionally and I actually went back to college when I was 30. Okay. So that's that whole story. And I graduated okay. when I was 35. Um, so that's why I went for psychology because I've studied acting. I studied theater for years since okay. I was a kid, went to a conservatory and I always, um, I always thought I was just going to be a serious actor. Uh, even though I was always the one in my group who was making people laugh. Right. And, uh, I always loved SNL and like my mom's nuts and we would always like make up <laughs> crazy characters and, and, um, yeah. So like I always lean towards that but I think uh through like acting classes and things I was pushed oh you should be the ingenue you know like right it's great that you're funny but those funny roles are going to go to a real character actor and that's not you right um and I think that's changing a little bit now Mm -hmm. in in the industry which is awesome um so yeah because then I, I I was disappointed with the roles I was getting just boring girl next door girlfriend when I wanted to be the funny person I wanted to be you know the friend or like yeah um so I just started pursuing comedy and uh, writing my own stuff because that way I can do whatever I want to do right right when I started doing improv where I could play all these crazy characters and not feel pigeonholed into this uh you know what everyone told me I should be doing right Um, so, yeah, so it was always in me. It just kind of, you know, the industry is uh, tough. <laughs> Very, you know, in so many ways and so many people have opinions about who you should be in it. Right. And I just got tired of it and was and started to really pursue comedy um, full time. And then acting roles have come out of that, which has been great. So. Okay, great. Yeah. And and what advice, you know, because, the, you know, like you said, that the, the world is changing and we've talked to, you know, tons of comedians and stuff that say the same thing, that like this isn't the industry that I started in, especially for women. So, you know, what yeah. advice would you give to someone who is interested in, you know, coming in, into joining and pursuing a career in comedy now? Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, you, you need to... I think an acting background, taking an acting class is great for anybody. Mm-hmm. I think uh, just as people, it's a way to like to learn more about yourself. The same thing with improv. I think that's also a great mm-hmm. platform to figure out who you are, what your um, what uh, is your starting point, what do you want to pursue. Um, and I think uh, really you can't listen to everybody. If I if I quit, you know, when people told me I should quit, if I um, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've heard you need to lose 10 pounds or be sexier sure. or right. uh, you need to block all of that out and uh, really follow your own path because that's when people start coming to you. When you're not like, you know, there were times when I was pursuing so hard to be an actor and, 
you know, was, was getting all those kinds of comments. And I'm like, this doesn't feel good. I cannot right. lose another 10 pounds. I can't talk with my lips anymore on camera. <laughs> I can't wear a more low cut top. I don't want to do this. Right. I just want to do what makes me and my friends laugh and um, be myself. So I feel like I got off track there a little bit, but I would say be yourself and, you know, it's good to, to listen to what uh, professionals have to say mm-hmm. uh, in either the comedy, the acting uh, world, but you got to take it with a grain of salt and really go with your heart, go with your gut, what's right for you. Um, because as much as I heard, you know, you'll never book those roles, right. you know, you're very funny, but you're, you're an ingenue. Um, they're they're wrong. <laughs> they were wrong because I've I've not gotten I've gotten so much attention now and, and and interest through my comedy. Right. Um because it's me. It's just really me and my personality and what I what's unique about that's what you need to find what's unique about you. And right. you're not gonna find that by um reading other people's material. Right. You're just not. Okay. You're gonna find that by creating your own shit. Right. Um, and, and that's true for actors, too. I really believe that, you know, actors should be creating their own things, too, because that's it's so much more rewarding and so much more fulfilling. Right. Um, definitely. I definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And you've long worked with Pitt. You know, what is it about working with the group and the venue, you know, that really gels for you? Oh, uh, the Pitt is just the greatest place in the world. Um, it's, it's such a wonderful community. Um, Ali... Saranakian, who started the pit, uh, one of his goals was really to create a community of people to that love comedy, that are um, going to lift each other up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and really create a special place. And that's exactly what it is. I, you know, they, they, I've been treated so well at the pit. I've met some of my best friends at the pit. I've taught so many uh, great people, so many interesting people from you know, seven year olds to uh, teens. And I think there's a real, um, at the pit, there's a, an ability to really explore who you are mm-hmm. and not just um, try to pigeonhole yourself into what comedy should be. Right. Um, and I think that's where the pit is different from every other comedy theater is you really are able to explore and experiment mm-hmm. and take big risks. Um, and Ali and the, the community that, that he created and we've all created together has allowed for that, which is really, really special. Um, when I first did the show, I didn't know how it was going to go over. You know, it was so easy for me to write. It was the easiest thing I've ever written in my career. And uh, I was worried about that. Right. I was like, this should be harder. <laughs> and then it ended up being the best response I've ever gotten <laughs> from anything. Um and, you know, the pit took a chance and, and let me do it. And, and uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's hard out here for a mama. <laughs> you know, um, right. not everyone, as much as the industry is changing, there are not a lot of moms in comedy. Right. Because it's tough. You, you know, you, you need support. And I'm very lucky that I have a great partner and great friends and I'm, and I'm able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's not it's not a mainstream thing right now, moms right. to do comedy. So the fact that the pit was willing to take that chance and be like, Jamie, do it, and then support me beyond that uh, is really a special thing. 
and I'm forever grateful to the pit. And I would tell anybody, if you're thinking about comedy, start there because it's it's just a great place. And I know this sounds like an ad, but <laughs> it's not. Like I just love it. <laughs> That's I, awesome, just, though. You know, great people. <laughs> and you know, so speaking to you know, kind of how you know it's kind of hard out there for a mama, especially in comedy. You know, what's next for you once Crybaby finishes its four show run? Yeah, well, I would like to take the show to another venue. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like. I'm planning on uh, submitting it into festivals, mm-hmm. and um, this is something that I feel like. Besides the fact that I love doing it, I feel like it's important in a right. way. And yeah. I, you know, it sounds maybe silly, but uh, just based on the responses I got from people, like people really don't know how crazy it is right and um it's fun for me to like to break through that barrier you know right um so i just i want to keep doing it i want to keep sharing it um i think that's when you know you have something special when when you just want to share it right no it's not like i don't just want to perform i just want to share this right i just want to you know let people know (laughs) uh like a psa yeah um (laughs) And it's never, it's I material wanted, that's never going to run dry. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's changed since the first time I've done it. Um, so I would like to do this as long as I can. And then, you know, when this doesn't feel right anymore, then, uh, you know, something else. I don't, I didn't plan to do the show. I planned to take a break from comedy and um, this show kind of, came to me right. in like a fever dream, like I said. <laughs> so I don't like to, um, as much as I set goals for myself, I try to let things come to me sure. where I'm inspired to do them rather than feel like I have to right. do this. Right. Um, and I think that's also what's cool about being a mom that um, I've kind of stopped chasing because I have so much going on and I don't have energy to do anything but just be myself. Right. <laughs> um and, and that's seeming to be very successful for me, which is exciting. So I don't know. I don't know what's, uh, what's going to happen. All right, awesome. Um, but, you know, you keep plugging away. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, you know, especially now that you've gotten to know him a little bit, do you yeah. think your son is going to be funny? I think so. Okay, <laughs> so he's, uh, he's tough. Like, he's kind of serious. He was a very... Uh, cry baby he had colic um but he busts out some moves and surprises me sometimes because <laughs> um, i was worried i'm like oh is he gonna be serious he's so angry <laughs> but as he's getting older he definitely has his moments where he uh he loves to laugh and he's a great laugh so i can't wait to get him into one of my shows where he actually knows what's going on laugh. <laughs> he's a really good laugher but you know what i it's funny because like my husband is a chef and I'm a comedian and an actor. So we're both in like artistic mm-hmm. um, circles and we're, it's just so interesting like to see if he's going to be interested in either of those things. Right. And part of me is really excited by the idea of him wanting to be a comedian or an actor. Cause I feel like I could help him so much. Right. But then I'm also like, do I want that? <laughs> be a lawyer, kid. Be a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, uh, you know. So I don't know. I'm like, maybe a plastic surgeon. Like, help me out. That would be good. Uh, but yeah, you know, we'll support him no matter what he wants to do. And 
uh, that's exciting to find out what he's interested in. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for speaking to the High Regard Show, Jamie. We're really, we we were really excited to talk to you and you've been great. So thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, it's so great to to chat with you. I really enjoyed it. And I will uh, tag, you know, social media and all that once we post the show. So thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Awesome. Thank you. You too. Nice talking to you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And we're back. We are. We are. That was a great interview. I know. I really liked it. Yeah, I did too. I think that, uh, yes, there's a lot of honesty there, for sure. For sure. For sure, for sure. And I think that's what makes people uncomfortable, but that's also why people laugh is because they don't know how else to react because they're <laughs> uncomfortable. But, I mean, you know, the truth of the matter is it's – um, what do you look – what are you doing? The truth of the matter is, I want this piece of paper. I see you reaching over and grabbing stuff. I'm like, easy I now. I want this piece of paper. We need to build a wall. So anyway, <laughs> put up, Mister Markovich, <laughs> put up that wall, please. <laughs> but um, seriously, um, a lot of parents don't admit that they can't. You know, you're not just gonna wake up like in the morning, like after you have a kid the night before, and be like, I unconditionally love this thing. This thing. Because seriously, after like, the baby comes ugly? out, you know what follows is the afterbirth. You don't put that much attention into that. Oh, my God. Do you? I don't know. I'm never going to know that, thankfully. Thankfully that for you. That just made my uterus hurt, you saying that. Traumatic. Traumatic. Tremendously traumatic. It's like one gets delivered, the other one gets right into the bucket. That's how it goes. All right. Thank you for that. All right. It's a delicacy for some people. Anyway... Nobody talks about any of that stuff. It is like, everybody's like, it's the beautiful thing of life. It's disgusting. It sounds it horrible. It really, really like, is it disgusting. absolutely horrible. It, it's not good, to be honest with you. There's no really good point of it. And then after you have the kid, it's kind of like you go to bed and you don't think, oh, I unconditionally love this thing. You're thinking like, what the holy fuck just shit. Happened? Like, now this is it. Like this is what. Eighteen it's years, be. eighteen years, and on his eighteenth birthday, found out it wasn't his. Yeah, that's not good, because <laughs> nobody wants that. But here's the thing, though. When, you know, I've been trying to think about it since I heard your interview, and I'm like, if there was one, like, if you had to like say, I want to raise my kid to be a certain way or to do a certain thing or whatever it is. Like, I want mm-hmm. my kid to be an astronaut or a doctor or a lawyer or a janitor. Who cares? Whatever. The only advice that I could give anybody is just raise it to be good, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Just raise just a good human being. Raise it to be good and everything else will work itself out. Don't give a shit about the category of person. Like... Right, like it's it's not mm-hmm. about stature. It's not about you know like orientation. You know, perseverance. It's, just, it's yeah. just raise someone to be a good person, and everything will work out. But you know that's the one thing that people kind of don't do. And then they're like, you know, they're back spinning. And what do they tell their friends? You never tell your friends bad news. Go on any social media and look. You're never hearing like today's heartbreaking story about dot dot dot. You're only hearing about all the good shit that's going on. Yeah, like little Johnny did this, isn't he cute? Not to mention that like little Johnny took a dump all over the house and Yeah, where's that story? Because I bet you 
little Johnny taking a dump all over the house happened a hell of a lot more than whatever cute little thing he did once by accident. <laughs> like Jamie mentioned her well, son. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like it's, you know, it's crazy yeah. to think that that's not the case. And I feel like that's a horrible thing for new parents coming in because. Yeah. And you know that. Like, you know, when you were, you were young when you had your kids. So, like, what were you, like, what was that like? It was the same mindset. It was exactly the same mindset where it was just like, you know, it wasn't like, like oh, this I... thing's going to be born and the whole world is going to just turn to bliss. Like, not at like, any point. I often <laughs> sometimes, like, think about, like, what would it be? Like, what is, like, I wouldn't even know what to do. Like, I've had people hand me their babies and I'm like, I, I got nothing for you. Like, I don't know. What do I do with this? Like, what what is this? Like, I can't imagine, like, like... I'm like, okay, I'm going to hold it for two seconds and then, like, go and then, like, go on my merry way. It's like, this thing stays with you. You don't go nowhere. It doesn't go anywhere. Uh... And it needs you. Like, it's not like a dog. Like, like a well, dog. Well, kind of. It depends. I mean, like, a dog needs you, of course, but, like, it's a different, like, there's not talking. There's not, like, the crying that, like, a baby is, like... I just I don't yeah. know I think I just think like I'm a better dog parent than I think I would ever be like of a, like a little kid parent. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. Like because you got to think of it like this: most people these days who have kids, right? Mm-hmm. I would say are like thirty years of age and younger. I think it's easy to say in this country, thirty years of age and younger yeah, is the maybe. you know about the right age group of people having kids, like baby babies, yeah. Although I think I read somewhere that like that's it's going to change up a little, a little bit. bit. Okay, well that's fine because like more people are like women are working more and they're getting married later. Not that you need to be married to have a kid or anything, but like it's just that like women are waiting a little bit longer to have a kid. But fair yeah. enough. But the point is this: most people in their twenties aren't planning for their financial future. Once you have a kid, day one. You have to start planning for their financial future with with everything else. And that's how I think a lot of people from my generation has gotten screwed because they weren't thinking about what am I going to do for retirement? They were just thinking about, like, what am I going to do to get my kid through college? Right. Which is exactly the situation that I'm in right now because – You got two kids going to college. You got two kids going to college, and you're like, that's got to be priority number one. But soon after they graduate, I would like to be, you know – not too long after in a position to be able to retire. And it looks like that is never going to happen. Never. It's never going to happen. So, I mean, you know, just raise good kids and maybe they'll let you move into one of their rooms. <laughs> That's why this is just an investment is what it is. <laughs> it's not like, this, like the kids don't get me crazy. It's just that keep being nice to them because one day they might be changing your diapers. Oh, my gosh. It's the great circle of life. It's the circle. Ugh. Circle of life is awful. <laughs> it is awful, man. But I really just liked how Jamie was just so honest and just so open. And it was, you know, and it's not something that she was. Like, even though she's an actress and comedian, like, she was never really, you know, she said so herself. Like, she's not, like, a big active, like, social media person. She's a very private person. So, like, for her to, like, kind of put all of this out on the table, you know, that's a, that takes some balls, especially... You know, when you're in this phase of motherhood where it's, like, supposed to be so great, like, what your friends say and stuff, you know? Yeah. But, again, it's a comedian, like you said. Like, 
only a comedian could get away with saying right. such things. And how no she one said, else can. And like she was gonna take a break, and then she was like, no, like she wrote this in like a night. You know what I mean? In like this sleep depraved <laughs> fever dream. You know, and like that's when things do pop out of you that are. <laughs> yeah, you're not sleeping anyway. Yeah. So it's like you might as well do something creative. You know. Yeah. I mean, I, and then I feel like as you get older, it happens again. And you're experiencing that other side. You know, like when you have like little kids, exactly the way she explained it. I don't think we have necessarily like hit to the point where it's like going, and here's the other curve. Where now it's, well, all right, this person moves out. You know you're still supporting them even though they move out. It's right. not like, oh, well, I get all this extra income because I don't have to do the other third person. If anything, that price goes up. Yeah. And then after they go out, you're kind of like... Well, what do you do now? Because there's, there hasn't been a situation where it's, you know, yeah. two people instead of three people. Like, for, you know, for how long? Ever? Yeah. Yeah. So. I guess we're going to see or something. Yeah. Someday. <laughs> yeah. Then it'll be like, oh, four o'clock in the morning. We go four o'clock in the morning and go out and, you know, go to the deli or whatever. We can go to Dunkin' Donuts and have a conversation about going out. At 4.45 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> it is the circle of life. It is the great it circle really is. of life. <laughs> <laughs> I can't gauge like whether or not I'm amped up too much or if I'm slowed down too much. And I feel like it is seriously coming in waves. If you were I'm an like, EKG, it would be all over the place. Man, like, you that are is just disturbing. Up and down, up and down, up and down. That is disturbing. Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, maybe a roly-poly rarity? Yeah, we could get into that. So thank you so much, Jamie. And if you want, um, you know, if you want to ch- learn more about uh, Jamie, you can find all of her information in our show description, or you can go to um, Jamie's website, which is, uh, wait, let me click on it, which is Jamie, J-A-M-I-E-A-D-E-R-S-K-I.com. And her show kicks off February 24th at Pitt on East 24th Street. Thank you so much, Jamie. And, um... All right, let's roll Roly Poly Rory, I guess. Roly Poly Rory! Roly Poly Rory! So, what's happening, hot stuff? I'm filling up faster for some reason. Really? To the point of pain. Pain. Which isn't really good. That's not good. So, are you going to call the doctor, Tom? I'm going to have to at some point call the doctor. Not, but I not keep some on point, thinking like now. But I keep on thinking like, look man, it's going to be fine. Like it just takes a little bit to digest. And then once you're digested, like it'll be you're okay. You're not supposed to be in pain like that though. I know. And I don't think it's cuz I'm eating too much because it's not like I upped anything. Like I'm eating the same amount as I was for the most part, right? Cuz I was yeah. thinking about it, I'm like over the weekend, I'm like what you did I even ate. have? Yeah. Like I I think the biggest thing that I had over this weekend was like a slice of pizza yeah like just a slice that was it so it's like and, and that killed me after eating it and it wasn't that i was full because i ate it and then a few minutes went by and then i was like holy cow i'm in a lot of pain so it wasn't like oh as i'm eating i feel myself getting full but i just keep on eating it and it's not like i'm a full pain it's more like a sharp hurting right pain. yeah that's not good like that's not yeah. normal either i know so you're going to call the doctor? I'm going to have to call the doctor. I mean, you know, I don't really have an option really at this point, but I'm just kind of hoping that it would have just worked itself out, whatever was going on, because there has been things up to this point 
where it was like heartburn for a while sure, and things yeah. where it was kind of like, oh man, it like hurts really bad. And then you start to read like the message boards and they'll say like, like what message boards were um, on Facebook. There's a couple of really good bariatric groups and um, like what are their names? Oh, you're going to make me look it up right now. No, you don't have to. We could we could. Find I'll it put later. it in the show. I'll yeah. put it in the show description. Okay. By I, I will tell you what it is and you can put it in the show description. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> But, um, you know, in those groups, like, you'll read through and it will say, hey, listen, you know, I'm feeling heartburn. And they'll get, like, 100 responses saying you're going to feel that for, like, you know, for the second month after you start it, you know, after you end your liquid diet. So well, is what's happening normal to you from what you're seeing? You see, my biggest problem is is that I go through the pain and then I'm really not on the phone at all after that. Usually I just kind of – I'll do something dumb like – look at like instagram for like a couple of seconds and then put it down but i'm not like going into facebook and reading researching stuff and then the rest of the time i don't know it's just been like really really busy you act like you're not on facebook like all the time sharing animal videos if you follow tom on social media especially facebook (laughs) all he does all day is share animal videos which is wonderful but it's just like don't act like you're not on social media all day. I'm not on it all day. And especially lately, just because it's been so busy. Plus, plus, the animal videos is the only therapy I have right now. <laughs> so you can't take the animal videos all right. away. Because... Nobody's taking the animal all video right. away from you. It's right. just funny that you try to pass off that you're not on social media. Well, I every day I go you know, on it for a few minutes, and it's just like all just ridiculous stuff because i mean there's two sides of this fight that just keep on going down my timeline i don't know if anybody else is getting this but it's a little bit much what fight between like republicans and democrats oh, i that. feel like okay, everyone yeah. I was like, animals has chosen fighting? their side no so when i see an animal video i was like i'm sharing just animal videos yeah i don't care about the rest of it i don't want any part of it it doesn't make a no, difference nobody so that's time. that so i mean i just really haven't been spending that much time on Facebook where I've been looking it up. So I do have to look up and see. I remember at some point researching for something different and coming across that, yeah, like you will feel like sharp, severe pains. Right. But Like phantom pain or like? No, it's it's real freaking (laughs) pain, man. But I mean like post-surgery phantom pain? Like what is it? No, it's weird. It's like kind of like, Almost in my kidney, which makes me think that it's maybe it's stones. not normal. It could have, yeah, because I have a history of kidney stones. So the fact that, you know, I'm feeling, you know, a sharp pain in my back, it's kind of like, well, maybe it's just time for part of that thing to break off and Perhaps. roll, which would be great because I've been feeling really good up until <laughs> just, just <laughs> semi recently. So not it's like, quite. come on, man. Yeah. But but if that's the case, then I know what it is, and then it will just be over. And, It'll rectify itself. Yeah. Not in a good way. <laughs> but still, what it is. What it I is. saw that Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, so that's that. Okay. But so. other than that, I mean, like, is she getting full faster? and Yeah. Like, what are you eating these days? Man, it seriously varies. I'm still doing, like, um, <laughs> like today... Today I got um, an oatmeal with um, a little brown sugar and strawberries mm-hmm. and a, um, which one was it? A berry upbeat smoothie from Jamba Juice. Ooh, fancy. And in the beginning I was like, I'm not a fan of this Jamba Juice thing because, come on, man. 
It's like you're charging me like almost nine dollars for a drink. Yeah. But. But Papa came addicted. Not only came addicted, it winds up being great because I mean, with it, with the protein and stuff like that, you can get like fruits and vegetables in without having to eat a lot, which I haven't been able to do. Right. Yeah. And I can kind of eat this throughout the day, like you know, you just let it sit there and warm up on your desk. Pretty much, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, it's weird because the oatmeal, right? The oatmeal, like I try to finish in the first hour, mm-hmm. so uh, then like I'm just wrecked, like I like, I can't eat anything else. But then throughout the day, I'll just go to that drink and I'll just keep <laughs> hitting so it. so gross. But the problem is I can, I'll be drinking that thing from like noon till four. And then I'll get on the train to come home. I'll, I'll try to be here at like 530. And when I get at 530, it's like I'm still full from that stupid drink. But then by eight o'clock, I'm hungry, hungry again. Yeah. So I got to find a way to just like kind of shift, you know, everything. And I think maybe if I went into work like an hour or so earlier, it might be good. But, but who wants that? Completely <laughs> fuck that as an option. Like, there's no way in hell. Mentally, that would not be a good idea. Maybe food-wise, yes, that might be a good idea. But <laughs> right. So, or we just need to move near a Jamba Juice. Yeah, man, it's good. But you I've know, I've never had it. I've never had a Jamba Juice. It, it's seriously like nine bucks, and it like lasts me from. But that's for an oatmeal and a drink. Yeah, and it lasts literally from like nine thirty in the morning till four o'clock in the afternoon. I, There's no other food I can eat that would last through the day. True, I get my smoothies from a truck when I do buy them, like at work. Yeah, and it's like four or five dollars depending on what size, and I would put it up against your Jamba Juice any day of the week. Really, I'm willing to take that challenge. Okay, I'm willing to take that challenge. Okay. Okay, so bring one with you uh, the next time we meet for lunch. It's on. I will get a Jamba Juice in the morning, drink it, <laughs> and then when I see you, I will be like, here is a sip of this. What do you think? <laughs> Seven-hour-old Jamba Juice drink. And you could say, I think the milk's gone bad. <laughs> <laughs> the milk's gone bad. <laughs> That's what you could say. I that? will say that. All right. That sounds like a good thing. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry that you're in pain, but you're going to go to the doctor and you're going to report back to us next week on what happened. If I make it to the doctor in this week. Well, you're going to call the doctor then. We'll see, yeah. No, you will give me that much. All right, I'll give you that much. But I can't guarantee. I don't know what the schedule is. No. What do I look like? A rich nurse? I wish. Oh, well. Yeah, we all wish, but (laughs) whatever. Nurse Tom. That's it. (laughs) That sounds like a horrible title of anything. Especially one for my you, name. That's awful, nurse I'm picturing Tom. you as like a World War II nurse with like the little white hat on and like the white dress and the white sensible shoes. That's what I'm picturing. I would wear a dress. Yeah, nurse Tom. See, I was just thinking it would be just like white trousers and a white shirt. Like an orderly kind of? Yeah, but I'm Nurse Tom, so I, of course, would have, like, a big bushy mustache to go with it as well. And I would just be like, you called? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. I'm going with that. All right. Fair enough. (laughs) I would have a whole. Reynolds mustache. I have, like, yeah, but it would be blonde. Like I would why be, would it be blonde? I don't know. I picture myself as blonde in this scenario. <laughs> why? I don't know why, but no. it's just what it is. Yeah, no, I would be. A blonde mustache is very uncomfortable. I'd have blonde hair, too, to match it. No, you wouldn't. I would totally. You and I'd be would... like, you rang. <laughs> How's that sound? Oh, my God. So you would look like, what's his name from Archer? Who? Almost. What's almost. his name? But my hair would be longer, though. Of course. Yeah. I don't know that guy's name. He's not a main guy. Yes, he is. I know. They're all, all right. main guys, though. Okay. But he's not the top main guy, so I don't really care. No, but he's still in the danger zone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, All right. So is that it for Roly Poly Rorty? Yeah, I think so, man. Okay. There's really not that much to report. Okay. All right. So does that. Well, thanks for sticking with us for this very low energy high regard show. Either low or high. It depends on the moment. Yeah, just now I feel like I got energy again. You ready to go? You ready to go? Let's fight. What are we Let's going? Fight. What are we all doing? Right. Let's, Let's do it. it. Let's do it. <laughs> I hope I didn't use up all my energy to get my ass over to the couch before I passing know. out. You Seriously. might. I think you might. I, I can see that like you're you're fading fast. Your your levels are leveling out or whatever. Levels. Do. Is it? I don't Is know. That whatever what doing? levels do. Sounds like a horrible thing to have happen. <laughs> Let's hope that when we call the doctor this week, they don't say your levels are leveling. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta find out what condition your condition is in. <laughs> Not a good one. All right, everybody. Um, check out our website at highregardshow.com or you can reach us at highregardshow at gmail.com. And you can always find us on social media as High Regard Show. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Yes, and thank you so much, Jamie Adursky, for coming on the show. Yeah, we always appreciate our guests. We do. Have a lovely evening, everybody. Good night.